Hello, welcome to Studio Talks. My name's James Swift. I'm Josh Martin, and our guest today is Sherry Jones. Hey, Sherry, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thank you. How are you two? I'm good, yeah. I'm yes. good. I've taken to um, when people ask how we are, wait for Josh to answer first, <laughs> because otherwise it's just a muffle of... <laughs> um, so... Uh, let's just start with talking about what you do, about you and how you got involved with the studio. I've known Louise for about eight years and one day I just went along because she was asking for people to come along and learn about music technology and stuff. Um, so I went along. I mean, I've already done courses in music technology. Um, mm. Well, she was also asking for volunteers at the same time. So I just just joined in. I just joined in, really. And... I've been there for ever since. That was quite, mm-hmm. I don't know, about how many years now? Three or four years ago? See, I, I know I met you in 2016, um, because that's when all the volunteers started yeah, it's coming, great. like Rosa and uh, Rich and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Has, has music always had a, a, a background thing, do you, do you think? Yeah, I've done music technology courses before on Open University and at Hope University and stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, it's been a big thing for me. Um, got me own little studio and right. I've done a bit of composing before from uh, Louise in the past. Oh, really? So yeah, I think you need to know quite a bit about the tech. Plus, I've been involved in theatre for ten years. Oh, really? No, maybe fifteen years now. Actually, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's my it blows your mind how fast time is moving because uh, it's twenty. I know it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I I remember when it the first week of us being back in. Oh my god, was this 2018? I think so. Yeah, in the first week of us being back in 2018, I was. I think Steve turned around to me and said, "We're literally in the future now. Like these are the future <laughs> years." <laughs> yeah, it's been the future for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> How do you find the initial writing process of Waving Strays? Yeah, it was really fun. We got together as a group and we were just sitting around making up characters. Hmm. It was really, you know, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I find, like, if you actually told, uh, like, when I was explaining it to, I think it was my little brother the other day when I was showing him the new episode, I was like, so there's two pigeons and they're, like, overviewing the studio, but it's not really the studio. And it's, like, it is such a weird concept that people just sat down and planned out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we were all sitting around just. I, I can't remember how it, we we just like coming up with characters and then what would developing, what would this character do, and just having fun with it and definitely it was yeah really really interesting time. Well, that's what I was about to say. I know the the first couple of months I was kind of like in and out because I was like doing something else at the same time. So I would like kind of check in every now and again and be like, that that's brilliant, crazy but brilliant carry on and then like leave the room come back and something else crazy and brilliant would have happened out of it like that first episode the ladder i think that's one of the funniest things we've done at the studio um i think it's brilliant fabulous and we played it on the radio as well it was really good feedback Mm. on it everybody really enjoyed it it was so much fun making it and um, it was really nice to get the feedback that we got from it wasn't it definitely definitely um 
So, I mean, with the with the concept of you um, coming with you and the rest of the volunteers coming up with these characters, uh, how did you personally come up with the concept of the character of Lady P? I'm not sure if I can 100% take the full credit for it, but I think Louise had something to do with it as well. But yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was just, no, I mean, just the way she leads the group, she brings things out of people and... Definitely. She, uh, yeah, so... I th- from my point of view, the, the the idea of having a a, a scouse pigeon that actually f- thinks she's French was I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, my you know because I've got family living fr- France as well, so there's an influence there a little bit. And I don't know, it's just it's it's just a thing that I don't know why it, we English people think it's funny to do a French accent, don't we? I don't know why. But she's um, so convinced that she's French that she uh, she um she's really offended when people think that she isn't. And I, I don't know why I thought that was... Uh, I just thought that was an interesting thing to do um, with it. And Louise really encourages you to, to go with the... You know, whatever little idea you have, she encourages you to, like make it grow till it's massive and, and all of a sudden it's it's you know anyway. it got it's it almost goes like um you've stopped and i'm i'm talking like i i have any experience in this and i don't but um it's it's almost like she um she takes it from this is who you're playing to this is who you are does that make sense like you have to actually believe that you're a, a scouse pigeon presenting to be yeah um, yeah you're such a great director like that yeah, and then yeah, and and I guess there's because this part of it's true in a way true. You can you can go with the flow, can't you? You know, yeah, just project that to its extreme, and um and then the fact that it, that she's a pigeon in the first place is actually quite ridiculous. But what would it be like if she was? If that was real, and it you know, if you've got an imagination, anything can be real, can't exactly. it? Exactly. I think. I think that's the thing with this show where you have to say, okay, so that it is two pigeons narrating what happens. Um, that's that's just something you have to understand before you actually listen to the. The fact is that the icon of the studio is the pigeon, isn't it, with the headphones? And yeah. It's, so it's it's easy in a way because you just think, okay, so that's the starting point. All the other pigeons, what would they if they they've got that they are around on the studio? I mean, they they, they hear everything, don't they? Yeah. So they're witness to everything. So yes, that is the perfect narrator in a way, because they witness everything. Definitely. So Josh, how do you um take on the role of being Albert Dandeman? Because this is you've done you're in the process of doing a second episode, I suppose. Well, I, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? I got asked to play <laughs> the part and I was like, I'll do it, this could be fun. And it has been fun, but I don't really do you I'm feel? Do you feel like you've took on the role of? I mean, I feel Albert like Andrew. him. I mean, I feel like him, Jeremy. Me, I feel old. Anyway, yeah. I'm off the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I never, um, I never tell Josh I'm gonna ask him a question. So like, <laughs> so I'm like, his. Uh, let me just throw you in the deep end. Sorry, God. <laughs> now that the second season has started, how do you think you have sunken into into the character, and how do you feel like your character plays off the character of Walter? Yeah, I think I think that the Walter's character, Rich in particular, because he's such a good actor in fun um, in these kind of situations. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's he's um, we we do work off each other quite well, I think, and and that helps so much in developing the character because it's it's more it's the character is one thing, but on its own, it's nothing without the other characters to work against. If you know what I mean? Definitely. I, I mean, it's it's the same with any um, duo, isn't it? I mean, you've got like you can't have. Um, I'm trying to think of a duo that isn't Ant and Dec. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go to like, it's like Batman without Robin or something. Oh, that's better than mine. Oh, I was going to say you can't yeah. have Ant without Dec. Yeah, we I think we make a good um, double axe in a in a way because um, and he is very he's very good at like ad libbing as well at times. I mean sometimes yes. you take it a bit too too far and you like can we actually go home tonight, Rich? You know, <laughs> you know that really helps sometimes to yeah, develop yeah, characters. And I think I'm hoping that I help him to develop his character as well in that way. Mm. I, I think so in the second season I've just kind of just been more i've lifted off any restrictions that i might have put on myself i feel like expanding that a little tiny bit like i mean with the cast themselves uh the script is very much a this is the bare bones of it feel free to add upon it and and the the group we've got they do that they, they go wouldn't it be funnier if we said this or wouldn't uh, and it, I, I feel like the group is also like not afraid to say what what does this joke mean um maybe change it just a little bit so it, it's a little bit more funnier or makes a bit more sense so i, t- I do completely agree with um the the people uh, uh, involved with the, the writing process um we've got a good writing team i think is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah i do think mm. we've got a good writing team and mm. you know i'd probably like to be a bit more involved in that but i don't have the commitment at the moment so i'm, I'm not going to get more involved in that but it, that i do like the fact that we do evolve a script you know as we go yeah, along we, we always be fair to the writer and go back to the writers to make sure that it fits with their vision as well mm. and the directors and it's really good yeah i think we've got a really tight group at the moment yeah definitely so Changing the subject slightly, uh, how did you get involved with directing? It was involved with a couple of pretty pretty big uh, community theatre companies for about, about 10 years on the Wirral and, you know, just sort of like learning my trade because I, I like to get, I also do freelance um, technical work for theatre, in theatre and stuff. Um, but um, I also like to, to learn everything about a production. I don't know why. I just So I've done a theatre, drama and all that in college and stuff, and as well as music and technology. Um, so it's just the way my career's gone has led me in towards theatre. So I got involved with a, a, um, a couple of big, large community theatre companies, you know, to, to get more practice and stuff. And then I thought maybe... This is a career I'd like to do, I suppose, but it's not, you know, obviously a career. It's it's like a crossover between my where my career is, my technology side, and my hobbies. So I've been involved in theatre quite a long time on the production side, and I've done a bit of stage managing, I've done a bit of um, acting, I've done a little bit of writing, composing, 
um, and a lot of technical work as well, you know, mm. sound design. So I've really kind of picked up every aspect of a production from all sides. So I just thought, well, why can't, you know, why can't I do it? So, and, you know, the studio is so supportive. Um, so I've just ended up just setting my own little company up and we rehearse at the studio with, and uh, put on a couple of plays at the studio and it's been really oh, good fun. From that, we done a slightly bigger production last time and we took it on tour around the Northwest. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Oh, brilliant. A couple so, of uh, competitions as well along the way. So was that part of Wallywood Productions? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've done three... Um, full production, three full productions plus we've done like a little Christmas um, production as well. I'll enjoy that. Yeah. So, what has been your favourite show you've worked on? Whatever in my life or at the uh, studio. Um, a bit, you clarify? You make the questions here. I just ask them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, any in your life, I guess. What well, I guess what you've directed on favourite production that I've directed. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably the the ghost crib. I mean, the the, the, mm-hmm. the 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 most enjoyment that I've had out of it was the ghost crib. I was pretty proud of how well we pulled together a lot of diverse forces to put verdicts together. Definitely, yeah. Um, it it was challenging, <laughs> and um, but we did it, and we took it on tour, and I was quite proud of that. It's now time for the segment that I like to call James Answers His Own Question. Um, I really enjoyed the Christmas one, and um, the, I really loved two. I really thought that was such a cool idea to have, like, a, a, I mean, it is just two characters throughout at one time, isn't it? Throughout the, throughout the piece, I thought that was such a cool idea. Um, so, yeah, that's the answer to the question that I asked you. <laughs> That Josh asked you. James just adds on to his... Yeah. yeah he answered the question himself as well. Yeah. Um, we're getting on to the 50th episode. Um, I I make segments now. That's called James Rambles On. James answers his own question. And what was the other one that I did before? I can't remember. That's another segment in it. James can't remember. <laughs> James can't remember. Um, cool. <laughs> What advice would you give to listeners who want to pursue directing? I would definitely say learn as much as you can about theatre from inside out or outside in. It doesn't matter which way you do it, but you need to learn everything about theatre. The entire production is because you're going to have to learn how to pull lots of different pieces together and motivate people which isn't sometimes the easiest thing to do because they don't always uh, respond they respond in unpredictable ways uh shall we say mm. so that um, learn as much as you can definitely learn about acting because you can learn about method stanislavski's and method and diff- whichever method you use it's uh, learn everything about it how and um how production Production. That's um. If you if you if you can cope with, if you think you know ev- everything about theatre, you don't know anything. Mm. That's a good. Place That's good. to start. Hello. Is HCR Holland Community Radio, by the way? Yeah. 
I was right in my head. Um, how did you get involved in um, Halton Community Radio? Well, funnily enough, it was the studio again because we, we had our own little show, didn't we, on a Saturday yeah. evening. Um, I've long been interested in getting involved, but been a bit afraid to do so. And then we all did. Were you there as well, James? I was, yes, I was. Um, no, it was it was a lot of fun. But, um, the, we we had it for was it a year we had it for? We did a whole year, at, mm. and we had the studio radio show. Was was that the name of it? I think yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know we called ourselves the Studio Posse. We did, and it was yeah we got low, <laughs> it was fun wasn't it? It was fun. Yeah. It and, was. Um, so yeah, um, so we there we were, and like one evening when. Andy Robb just said to me, he said, you should have a go at this, you, 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 you know, you seem to really enjoy it, and I was like, okay, so I did, and yeah, I, I've always enjoyed radio, I listen to a lot of radio, music. Definitely, definitely, I, I think it's, I, I, I love the idea of doing a radio show, like, I mean, that's what I love about, I always wanted to do a podcast as well, where I do love this medium with um, yeah, that's all I listen to nowadays mm. and watch about the podcast. Josh, can I ask you a question? If you want. Would you like to guess how many... I literally just thought this. Would you like to guess how many um, people we've interviewed who has their own show? On the radio? Uh, yeah. Five. Five? Six. I don't know. I know Keith has one, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, Georgina's husband. Yeah. Uh, does John have one? I don't think so. I don't know, go on, enlighten me. It's, it's Sherry, uh, we've got Keith, we've got uh, Pete, and then there's also Mark. That's four. 24. I think it's four, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm definitely forgetting someone. And then that's going to be good. This is all good content, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not boring. Um, <laughs> you could say that the studio's taken over HCR. Mm. Yeah. Well, it is our plan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, uh, so, how do you approach to? Uh, how do you approach actually doing your own radio show? I listen to a lot of music. I, as the week goes by, I put, I find songs that I'm listening to, and I think, yeah, that would be good for the show, and I, I put it in a in a list, and then by th- about Wednesday or Thursday, I start to think about the shape of the show and I um yeah put it I put it together and turn up on Saturday usually change my mind last minute about one or two tracks that and I don't um I don't have a script or anything I just sort of say whatever comes into my mind at the Mm. time so if I'm in a good mood then I, I usually try to be in a good mood for because I think that's the point of radio is to try and entertain and definitely, definitely. I think educate people, but on HCR that's not the the, the main thing. I want to wear, I want to entertain people. Yeah, and, um, I think you can I tell just, them people how much I love music with other people. Mm, so definitely, yeah. I think you can tell them people's voice if they just cannot be bothered doing it. Like I, I don't, we we've not. I've not in, well, we've not interviewed anyone who has this, but I mean, I, I feel like you would be able to to tell if they're like, oh, I really don't want to do this, I'm bored. <laughs> um, and I think that that definitely goes for radio. If you go in with a bad mood, 
Um, you're going to be in, yeah. It's not going to go yeah. well, is it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. So, what advice do you have for listeners who want to pursue doing a radio show? Anyone can get involved with the community radio station. Um, just, yeah, find out. Find your local community radio station. Try mm. and get involved. Um, but also, there are YouTube videos about how to be a good presenter and videos about confidence. I think confidence is is part of it. Definitely. I'm not always the most confident person, but sometimes when it's live, I can just switch it on. I don't know how, but mm. <clears throat> yeah. I was going to say with podcasts, I've been really nervous. Mm. Mm. I was going to say, like, we, we were saying this with Rich the other day, where do you, do you put on a role, uh, like a different, like a different, do you act in a role when you're doing a radio? It's me, but it's me in, in, in character of sort of the best of me, if you know what I mean, I don't know. It's completely right. Right, you know, we were saying this in the last episode, where we, we put on a confident attitude for, for this, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You've got yeah. to, as, as we've just discussed. I mean, if you're not at least acting like you're confident in what you're doing, people aren't going to want to listen to it, if that makes sense. So I feel like you've got to really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, I, I can't, so yeah, I mean, advice for listeners who want to pursue a radio show you do need to sort of um, find that confidence. Sometimes, and I say this about theatre as well, sometimes you find confidence by doing it. Yeah, like pretending that you have that, that yeah. confidence. Um, when I was in school, this is this is a really interesting story. <laughs> when I was in school, um, I would have like a friend who would be like, come on, we've got to talk to people. We've got to be friends with people. And like one day I was like, right, I'm going to pretend like I'm not shy. And like... To this day, I am still pretending to not be shy. <laughs> so am I, James, actually. Mm. I mean, I, <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so where can people find you online and your radio show? So the radio show is on... My current radio show is Fridays at um, 4 till 6, which is the Fab Show. I'm also on twice a month on Saturday morning doing... Wake up to the weekend. You can hmm. find me on Twitter. You'd have to be able to spell it. Uh, so I, I, I say it as which is Q I C H I Q I. And you can find me on Facebook. You can find wakeuptotheweekend.com, which is the radio show website, on Facebook forward slash wakeuptotheweekend. Brilliant. Thank you. And um, this has been absolutely great. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, thank you, again, thank you for doing this. Um, I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Awesome.